0: to the One Small Bite Podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, welcome to the One Small Bite Podcast. I'm your host, David Orozco, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified intuitive eating counselor. And in this podcast, we bring an anti-diet, weight-inclusive, health-at-every-size approach with compassion. If you want to know more about that, visit my website, OrozcoNutrition.com, or keep listening to these podcast episodes while we keep talking that approach. Before we get started, let me give you my disclaimer. This episode and podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. This is not a substitute for a medical, psychological, nutritional, or health consultation. Please find a registered dietitian nutritionist or health professional that is hopefully haze, intuitive eating, weight-inclusive lined and is licensed in your state to help you with your specific needs. And also, I don't bleep out curse words, so if you're with the little ones, you might want to pause and come back to this when you have some free time. All right, we are continuing the eating rhythm series this month. Today's session is about tough life lessons. Now, these lessons led to one small thing that made a huge uh, change in creating a nourished life. By the way, if you don't know what a eating rhythm is or what it means, take a moment to listen to my last two episodes, 165 and 166. They'll help you understand what I am talking about. However, it's not required to listen to this first if you want to enjoy today's session. You can always go back to those episodes when you want. Okay, so bear with me as I walk you through the story of my transformation and how it's helped me see the power of small approaches to living a nourished life. More importantly, how this tiny but mighty process will work with your life nourish ch- uh, journey. In my last episode, I left you with a little cliffhanger. I was talking about how to change old habits. So I asked you to first write them down. Okay, well, what did you notice? Did writing down your daily habits help you pay closer attention to how often you engage them, engaged with them? even though you don't realize that you're doing it? Did you notice how these habits help you get through the day seamlessly and efficiently? The funny thing is that when we write them down, those habits come into our consciousness. However, you might be amazed by how mindless or unconscious those habits actually are. Was that the case with you? If you didn't write them down, or if your old habits were hard to notice, that's okay. Here's how it works. Writing down your daily habits helps us slow down and pay particular attention to how those seamless and efficient habits can also get in the way of living a long and healthy life, like changing your eating habits, exercising, or getting better sleep. In fact, many of these habits are so entrenched in daily routines that many people tell me how they've tried multiple diets or fitness routines over the years, yet their health keeps getting worse. I hear words like discipline and focus, buckle down or willpower, yet people can't seem to sustain new habits that will help improve their lives for very long. Why is that? Why do we hear those amazing stories of transformation from other people, but we can't seem to willpower our way to do the same? Part of the problem is that we are changing the wrong things. We are so focused on those superhero-type transformations that we think that they'll work for us. It's overlooking the good, seeking the great. It's entrenched in the U.S. cultural DNA. Sayings like, go big or go home. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Or this is a good one in the exercise world. No pain, no gain. We learn to love that story. Hey, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I, like many of us, am a sucker for those hero's journeys. It's so romanticized. But allow me to uncover how my transformational journey helps shed some light on those changes and how they stick. For the last 15 years, I've been trying to create an online business, I've dreamed about creating a podcast, online courses, email newsletters and digital products, affiliate marketing, collaborations, writing books, cooking demos, nutrition research, creating a YouTube channel, and becoming an Instagram influencer. Wait, 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 that's not all. (laughs) At the same time, I've tried building up my counseling practice by hiring dietitians, offering group nutrition classes, and physician education programs, all with the hopes of creating a successful, thriving nutrition practice, while trying to build an online business. I've also spent years trying to build up a corporate wellness arm of my business, doing consulting work, and getting more speaking engagements. I've also worked with the Latino population, I've been part of diabetes and weight loss programs. In fact, I once developed a weight loss program with a physician that included one-on-one nutrition counseling, weekly workout sessions, weekly group nutrition classes, and medical supervision. I was busier than busy. Phew, that's exhausting just to hear me say it all. Not sure if you can tell what the problem is here, though, or how this ties into maintaining a rhythm of eating. Hold on. I'm getting there. I was talking with my business coach just the other day, and he made me realize how I'm in the habit of ruminating about the past and thinking about the future. I have the habit of starting and stopping all these endeavors, but rarely seeing them through. Why? What was I trying to accomplish? The unconscious habit for me was to become the next super nutrition expert. Yet, all the while, the fear of failure loomed constantly in my head. I put extreme and unrealistic expectations on myself. But when it didn't come easy, I would give up. I'd come up with these elaborate plans only to see them fall apart because they were just too overwhelming or too hard. I was in the habit of setting myself to fail, and I failed on putting my attention to what I was good at. One small bite that helps people build a nourished life. That is my expertise. Problem was, I had the shiny box syndrome. Do you know what that is? I was hopping from one great idea to another, and each required concentration, effort, planning, and time to develop those things. I was in the unconscious habit of doing this because I had lived in a society that values greatness, not mediocrity. Therefore, my unconscious habit was to move on to the next big thing. If that didn't work, then move on to the next one. Day by day, I would spend hours working on projects, and when they didn't come easy, I'd give it up. These subtle habits have a profound effect in various parts of our lives, but they are so subtle and out of our consciousness that when we fail to pay attention to them, they keep us from changing. We therefore create the narrative that we are failures, we're not enough, we don't belong because I'm not as good, smart, talented, or hardworking as Elon Musk. The subtle, internal conversations occur out of sight of our consciousness. They are so subtle, insidious, and insipid that these habits and behaviors become us. They keep us trapped in what I call the ironic comfort zone. This is not a comfortable zone, though, contrary to its name. Comfort, in this case, really means familiar, which means we don't step into the unknown. No, 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 don't dare do that. The paradox is that we know we need to change. We know our comfort zone is actually our misery zone. It's keeping us perpetually stuck in a negative relationship with food and our health. For example, when we force ourselves to try a new diet or a way of eating, we overwhelm ourselves. I'm not against eating healthier foods or reducing the amount of saturated fat, processed foods, or excess sugar in our diets. However, it's how we do this we skip meals, avoid certain foods, restrict foods, or should on ourselves. (laughs) You know, should this, should that, shouldn't this. We inadvertently and drastically interrupt those unconscious habits that keep us in our familiar zone, our misery zone. But it's uncomfortable. Oh, it's scary. Oh, we can't do it. It's too much. I'm not efficient. Or things aren't happening seamlessly. And quite frankly. That shocks us. It disrupts us to the point we can't sustain it. Therefore, I propose that by building a rhythm of eating, we are actually creating moments to stop and have time for ourselves, to prioritize me, give myself the opportunity to love myself. We bring consciousness to these old behaviors and belief systems and allow curiosity to open our minds to something different. However, changing these old behaviors doesn't take brute force or willpower. If it were that easy, I would have developed a multi million dollar business years ago. No, willpower, discipline, and dedication alone, believe it or not, don't cut it. I'm not suggesting we give up on our dreams of living a nourished life, owning a multi million dollar company, or finding the cure to Alzheimer's. No. That's not what I'm implying either. Heck, I'm still doing this podcast, aren't I? (laughs) What I'm suggesting is that in order to build an adequate eating rhythm that will help us build a positive relationship with food, our bodies, and our health, we need to subtly interrupt those old habits so that we take small bites over time to build a foundation of a nourished life. This means we start by adding friction to old habits and behaviors in a subtle way to start making the changes that will help us. Okay, let me give you an example. If I put my phone on the sleep mode, it has this feature where it starts the process of shutting down the phone at night, and it sets up the do not disturb function. Therefore, I don't see texts, I don't get calls, I don't get notifications, and, It's a little harder to go into my phone and pull up apps and websites. Not that I can't, it's just a little bit harder. Hence, a friction, a little interruption. This is just one simple example of what I mean by friction. Creating this friction is a subtle reminder to go to bed early so I can get good night's sleep. Therefore, I'm up early and have time in the morning to either work out and prepare a nice breakfast or do something that's going to be helpful for my life. This, in turn, starts my eating rhythm. Okay? Interesting. Okay, I know. That might sound like a stretch, me pulling all of these habit-changing things, but it really isn't. Here's what I mean. Over three decades of habit research by Dr. Wendy Woods, professor of psychology at the University of Southern California, has shown that the best way to change our habits is is not through willpower and grit alone, but by making subtle interruptions to our old habits and making new ones easy and obvious. Here's the recipe. It's simple. Create a stable context or environment. Increase the friction or decrease the friction of new habits. Make these new habits rewarding. Extrinsic and intrinsic rewards. Make it repeatable until it's automatic. By the way, for more information about this recipe, please check out Dr. Wendy Wood's book, Good Habits, Bad Habits, The Science of Making Positive Changes That Stick. So, how does this habit change recipe work to build a rhythm of eating? How does it help us create a positive relationship with food so we can live a nourished life? Well, here's how I help my clients. First, I suggest we create a stable context or environment. This means start by writing down our daily habits. Take a couple of days to do this so you can see the patterns. Then ask yourself, how are they affecting the way I eat or my health? Next, add friction. Find one small interruption or cue in the flow of your daily routines that will subtly and kindly Remind you to, to do something else. Or add the convenience of something healthier or something easier or something you need to improve your health that you would otherwise have for your habits. Then make it rewarding. The intrinsic reward might be feeling more energy in the day, improving blood sugar levels, or seeing your bad cholesterol come down. The extrinsic reward could be tying the activity to something you like, like a new shirt, gadget, or tool. In fact, research by Dr. Katie Milkman, behavioral scientist and professor at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, shows that we should temptation bundle our activities to build in new habits. This means tying activities with each other, like enjoying a piece of chocolate after I've eaten a salad. And lastly, Make it repeatable until it's automatic. This means once the new habit is automatic or close to that, you probably won't notice it at all. That's the sign. It starts becoming unconscious and replaces old habits. But the key to this is that the new habit has to be small and realistic and has to be done repetitively during the week so you can replace the old habit. We don't know how long... Really, habits take to change. It really depends on the individual thing you're doing. Sometimes it takes 12 weeks. Sometimes it takes 21 days. Sometimes it takes 30 days. Each habit's a little different. Patience is part of the game here too, but it does really make a difference. Some things come pretty quickly. Here's an example from one of my sessions with a client. The client had the habit every morning of making coffee and then scrolling through their phone before doing anything in the day. They called it their me time. While this habit alone isn't wrong or bad, it was keeping them, however, from working out or preparing breakfast or lunch. I don't like what I was talking about earlier. That's where I got it from. After walking them through the habit change recipe, we started by creating a stable context or environment. In other words, they came up with the idea of putting their workout clothes in front of the coffee maker. This is how they added friction to the old habit. In this way, they had to first move their clothes out of the way in order to have the coffee. This wasn't brute force or willpower, just a subtle interruption in the flow of habits, enough to remind them to work out. What was more amazing was how they had more time in the morning to enjoy breakfast, partly because after their workout, they felt hungry. They didn't miss scrolling through their phone, and in fact, they still had their me time. They had more energy throughout the day. And best of all, their cholesterol level improved. These are examples of extrinsic and intrinsic rewards. Eureka! It was a game changer for them. Yes, they started working out and it became a habit. Repeatable and automatic. Booyah! Mic drop! (laughs) Back to what I learned and how I've changed. Well, actually it's ongoing. I'm paying much more attention to my old habits, and I'm learning what helps and what doesn't. I let myself be curious, and I explore and experiment, especially around why I'm doing what I'm doing. But now I create subtle interruptions, friction in old habits, and make new ones very simple. I no longer get lost looking for the next great nutrition thing. I double down on one small bite approaches to help people, people build a healthier and more sustainable habits. I'm doing this podcast, but I'm no longer wasting time trying to find the viral headline, making it amazing, or trying to create a new group program around it. No, I'm just focused on how it helps people build back a rhythm of eating into their lives so they have the energy, nourishment, and building blocks For a long and nourished life. Now it's your turn. Follow this habit change recipe and begin to add friction to old habits that are getting in your way of building a rhythm of eating and a positive relationship with food and your body. I know you can do this. All right. Thanks for listening in. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, I'd love it if you would rate and review, subscribe um, this show. This will really help us grow the podcast and get these episodes out and messages to more people that really need them. I really appreciate you for listening in. And remember, I've got some great new programs that I'm starting in 2024. By the way, I'm keeping it simple. (laughs) Nothing overcomplicated. But to get into the know, Go to my website, go to OrozcoNutrition.com, scroll down to the bottom and you'll see a section that says sign up for my newsletter. Be the first on the wait list to get into uh, discounts and services that will really help you build a positive relationship with food so that we can what? Chop that diet mentality, fuel your body and nourish your soul. Okay, folks, until next time, see you soon. Ciao.